We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luca. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tie 115. It worked! It totally worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played. And now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Morning Coffee with Mavs Step Back. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, you know, as as with everything, life kind of gets in the way sometimes, and um, I had to take a little bit of a, a break, but I'm back. I'm doing these morning coffee episodes again and it's it's an unfortunate time for the Dallas Mavericks um you know after after uh putting together their longest winning streak since 2011 uh they have followed that up by just losing many games <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm counting up the the losses right now, but they're basically let's see one two three four five six seven. They're they're th- let's see seven eight. They're three and eight since that seven game win streak uh, that ended on January fifth. So January has been just brutal for the Mavs. They're the this recent home streak home stand. Rather, uh, it was a four-game homestand. They ended the homestand one and three. Uh, the only win came against the Miami Heat, which was an impressive one, uh, considering that the Heat had been, you know, somewhat hot coming into that game. Uh, they won one fifteen to ninety. But the other losses, they gave up one hundred and thirty points to the Hawks and lost by eight. Uh, they lost by fourteen to the Los Angeles Clippers. And then, you know, most recently last night, they gave up 127 points uh, to the shorthanded Washington Wizards and lost on the final play. Uh, Just a quick recap of that one. Uh, Luka, he did his thing offensively. He had 41 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal. Uh, Although he was 0-4 from 3, 
uh, and nine of 12 from the free throw line. So what happened was there was uh, uh, the Mavs were down by one, and Luca got fouled with about 10 seconds left, went to the line, sinks the first one to tie the game, and then misses the second one that could have given the Mavs the lead. Uh, and then on the ensuing possession for the Washington Wizards, uh, Kyle Kuzma tries to drive uh, on tries to drive past Luca, uh, you know, on the sideline close to the the, the three pointer uh, three point sideline, and it looked it appeared you know that he just kind of dribbled out of bounds. They caught a foul on Luca. It was an incredible flop job by. Uh, by Kyle Kuzma there, uh, but that officiating crew and look, I I hate I hate having to complain about officiating, especially when this make no mistake about it, this Mavericks team is mediocre. Uh, they make stupid mistakes. Uh, they're not good defensively. They can't stay in front of anybody on the perimeter. Uh, it's just it's like saloon doors on the perimeter. There is no resistance at all. And, you know, because of that, they foul a lot and teams get easy layups and wide open three. I mean, it's just, it's awful. But paired with that uh, in a handful of these games this year is just, you know, atrocious officiating. And we saw that, you know, on a handful of occasions last night uh, in this Wizards game. And one of the most crucial calls came uh, with about, three well with about four seconds left uh when they called uh luca for a foul on kyle kuzma when kuzma basically just flopped out of bounds and in my opinion you know it should have been mavs ball four or five seconds left and you know tie game but it wasn't they called the foul kuzma goes to the line uh he only makes one of his free throws uh, and the Mavs call a timeout. Uh, they're trying to inbound the ball uh, to Luca. They get it to Luca. He can't get the pass. He's trying to pass uh, to Spencer Dinwiddie for the game winner, and it gets deflected out of bounds. So it was well defended by the Wizards, got deflected out of bounds. Now there's only three seconds remaining uh, in the game. So surely, you know, after after that you know, play is defended so well, surely the Mavs go to something else, right? You know, surely they try to do something different than exactly what they just ran, right? No, they they went to the exact same play. Uh, and surprise, surprise, DeLon Wright uh, deflected or stole the pass this time. He anticipated it, stole it, flung the ball in the air, game over. Mavs don't even get a, a shot to... Uh, to hit the game winner, game winner there. So, just bad all around. Uh, you know they I, I, they shouldn't have been in that situation anyway, both by their own play, and you know with that that last call that went against Luca. But I mean it's just it's just bad all around. But again, I mean you can't you can't blame just one thing. It's a combination of of errors that just have plagued the Mavs and. Look, I mean, they're, they're a mediocre team. It is what it is. They are what they are. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban, he, he, he'd he probably get mad, you know, if if he heard this or 
uh, just people in general on Mavs Twitter, wherever it is, you know, talking about how uh, mediocre his team is. But, I mean, look, the, the, it's like that saying that ball don't lie, well, record don't lie either. And, I mean, the team is 25 and 24. Um, you know, a good team doesn't have to have every single player healthy and every single player firing on all cylinders on a nightly basis to win games. Good teams have guys that, you know, have enough guys to where if a couple are missing here and there and if a couple are struggling here and there, you know, you still have enough to, you know, put together a decent number of wins. Uh, And the Mavs just don't have that. They don't have that. And there's no easy fix either because, you know, they they don't want to trade any first-round picks. The February 9 uh, trade deadline is approaching fast, but they don't have or they don't want to trade any first-round picks, which is understandable because they still owe the Knicks their 2023 pick from the KP trade that hasn't been paid in full yet. So I get that. Uh, but, you know, if you're not going to trade first-round picks, there's really just no way to improve enough now to where it makes a difference. Uh, you know, uh, for about a week or so, they stayed at fifth in the West despite, you know, losing all these games. Well, now the losing has caught up with them. Uh, they're no longer fifth. They dropped to, uh, they dropped to seventh in the in the west last night uh no i'm sorry i'm sorry they they, they dropped to six um with the clippers win it, it's a there's a tie between the mavs and the suns and the mavs apparently own that tiebreaker right now you know despite the season series being one one uh, so they've dropped to six now the clippers have taken over uh, the fifth spot for now uh, and then the Mavs' next game, they fly to Phoenix. So, uh, depending on how that game goes, uh, the Suns have the Suns have struggled this year, but they've won four games in a row now. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that one goes for Dallas. But they are teetering here on the, uh, you know, it, they're within striking range of like third if they go on a run. They're they're three and a half games behind the Sacramento Kings for third in the West, uh, but then you look down at the bottom of the standings. They're also uh, let's see, they're also two and a half games uh, ahead of the thirteenth place Lakers. <laughs> so it's uh, it's scary times right now. It's it's either sink or swim. You know that's that's the options here and. We really haven't seen enough to, you know, to instill confidence that you know this team is going to swim. I mean, everybody was talking, and I mean, look, I I was, I'm guilty of you know looking at that seven game win streak when you know they were there were a bunch of injuries and sure it was against teams that didn't have winning records and all that stuff, but you know I saw that seven game win streak and I was like, man. You know, maybe they do have something. You know, it, winning is hard in the NBA, uh, you know, especially to win that many games consecutively. And I was thinking, maybe they've got something here. Maybe things are turning and the chemistry is, you know, building and they've got something here. But that was not the case. They have crumbled. Uh, 
and I don't know what the fix is, y'all. I, I really don't. Uh, I do think they make a trade. I don't think it's going to be, you know, um, a big trade. I guess if I had to, if I had to guess what trade they make, uh, there's, well, the pipe dream scenario, and I don't think this is going to happen, but the pipe dream is like the Bulls, you know, keep struggling and uh, they end up finding their way, you know, getting into a Zach Levine type situation or DeMar DeRozan or something something of that nature. I don't think that's going to happen, though. That's that's your pipe dream type stuff there. Um then you start looking at some other things, like a step down from Pipe Dream. Still probably unlikely, but a step down from Pipe Dream, a little bit more realistic. Uh, you know, you've got numerous reports stating the Mavs have shown interest in Boyan Bogdanovich for the Pistons. You've had reports saying that, uh, you know, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are interested in Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, I saw a thing on the Athletic that you know they proposed uh, uh, Bogdanovich for Karis LeVert from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, I mean, if you put all the pieces there together, I mean, obviously the Pistons want a first-round pick if they trade Bogdanovich. But if that can't happen and they still move him, you know, given all the pieces of what I just said, I mean, a three-team trade between the Cavs, Pistons. And Mavs would make sense where, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. goes to the Cavs, Karis LeVert goes to the Pistons, and Boyan Bogdanovich goes to the Mavs. And that works financially, uh, clean cut, three-way trade, three guys in three new places. Uh, I could see something like that working. But the trade I think is going to happen uh, is Reggie Bullock to – the Knicks for Cam Reddish. And it's not going to move the needle any, but, you know, I I just I have a feeling. And it, if I'm wrong on that, I'm wrong. But I just feel like that's the, that's the move that, that has a real chance of happening because, you know, the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau uh, especially, uh, they have a deep respect for Reggie Bullock. Uh, they love him. He had a great stint with the Knicks, and uh, there's been reports that they would want him back in a you know a potential trade with the Mavs if it happens, and I could see that happening. Um, so we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. As the deadline approaches, that's one that I'm really looking at, and I'm I'm just thinking, you know, this makes too much sense uh, for this not to happen. And again, it doesn't move the needle any for Dallas, but it does give you a a younger prospect in Cam Reddish, uh, still with potential. He has not been able to realize that potential, but uh, I think going forward, there's more upside doing that move than you know. Uh, than having Reggie Bullock on the team. And, you know, Reggie Bullock, he'd probably go in the the way he's been shooting the ball lately. His defense has fallen off a little bit, but with the way he's been shooting the ball, nearly 50% uh, from three in January, he would go in and probably, you know, help the Knicks the rest of this season as well. So that's the one I'm looking at. That's the one if I had to, if they said, Dalton, put some money down on it. What, you know, what trade do you think the Mavs are going to pull off uh, that is the one that, that I think they're going to end up doing. So, uh, again, might be wrong, not foolproof. I mean, I, I don't have any insider information on, on that or anything like that. That's just, that's just what I'm feeling, you know? Um, so we'll see what they do. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to be in Nico Harrison's spot right now because it's really tough. I mean, you really don't know what to do. I mean, obviously with the way Luke is playing, uh, there is an urge, I'm sure, to win now, uh, to get the pieces you need to be serious and win now, but you just don't have the means of doing so. I mean, you, you just don't have the assets available, uh, you know, to be a serious uh, player for superstar players on the market. And, I mean, honestly, there's really not that many star players on the market i mean there's some nice players out there that are rumored to be available but you know the teams they don't really want to trade them and their their price is super high because of that it's really i mean there's really not much out there so as much as it pains the fan base as much as it probably pains uh nico harrison and mark cuban and you know the rest of them to kind of stand pat so to speak aside from maybe doing a smaller trade that doesn't involve first-round picks, is probably the best route to take at this point. Uh, you know, you hate that, that, it's gonna, that it might come to that uh, with the production that Luke is having, averaging, you know, 33 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds a game, which is incredible stuff from him. But, 
I mean, you got to kind of look at the future here too. And, uh, you know, the team this year just might not be worth mortgaging the future for. Um, it just It's just not. And, look, I mean, I, we would love the Mavs to make the playoffs, right? We would love for them to get in, avoid the play-in, uh, you know, I think if that happens, I think you give the Mavs a fighting shot against whoever they'd play in the first round, uh, you know, having Luka healthy. Like, if the playoffs started today, it'd be the Sacramento Kings and the Mavs. As good as the Kings have been this year, I'm probably taking the Mavs in a seven-game series just because they have the best player in the series. And that's going to be the case in pretty much every series that they play. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, what the front office is going to be thinking about too. It's like, what moves can we make within reason that can just help us avoid the play in tournament, uh, or avoid being a lottery team. But look, if we get, uh, close to the, if, close to the trade line, trade deadline or past the trade deadline. And, you know, they've lost even more games and they're toward the bottom of the play-in and all that stuff. I think you have to really start thinking about punting on this season. Uh, Because as much as you want to convey that 2023 pick uh, to the Knicks, which I believe is, is is top 10 protected? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, top 10 protected. Um, so as much as you would like that pick to convey so you have the ability to trade all of your future first-round picks in potential packages, uh, you know, if you if you do fall out of the play-in range and you get in the lottery and you end up, you know, getting a, a first-round talent in this year's stacked class, I mean, there, it is a stacked uh, NBA draft class. If you do all that and you get another young piece in the draft, high quality young piece in the draft to pair with Luca on a you know four year rookie deal, I think that's probably one of the best routes to take. Um, and there's still ways you can you know you could trade other picks uh, going forward. You wouldn't be able to trade as many. Uh, as you would if that pick did convey this year, but look, I mean, I don't know if y'all, have, <laughs> I don't know if y'all have watched the the tapes of you know Victor Wimbanyama or uh, Scoot Henderson and all those guys, but I mean, uh, I know the NBA lottery gods have not been, uh, what's the word? They they haven't really shined their light on the Mavs throughout the the team's franchise history, but. Uh, I think if they have a chance to get those guys and given how mediocre they've been this year, I think you have to at least consider it. So, uh, I don't know y'all it's, it's frustrating right now. They, they've just fallen off a cliff and they need some new energy. Uh, the energy is just off every night. Uh, Luca is obviously frustrated. Uh, you know, they, they had this thing last night where, uh, let me find this. It was a beef between uh, Kyle Kuzma and uh, 
Let me see. Kyle Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie. <clears throat> so, obviously, last year's trade that, you know, you had uh, Spencer Dinwiddie come into the Dallas Mavericks along with Davis Bertans for Chris Porzingis. There was rumors about, you know, locker room dysfunction in Washington. And Spencer Dinwiddie, he just does not like those dudes. Uh, and, you know, I can see why uh, because Kuzma doesn't necessarily seem like a like a guy that's real team-oriented, at least in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong there. But, you know, I it was a funny beef between those two last night because after the Mavs loss, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie came out and said, and I quote, for them, it's a showcase. They're over there trying to get paid, not trying to play winning basketball. For a team that has real aspirations and has an MVP, uh, went to the conference finals last year, we have to be better, man. Uh, And then Kyle Kuzma saw that quote uh, and quote tweeted it and said, the funny thing is, they, talking about the Mavs, don't play winning basketball and put a lot of laughing emoji, peace emoji, uh, waving goodbye emoji, and a clown emoji. (laughs) Lots of emojis. Uh, So that was kind of, you know, that was one of those things where it's funny because, you know, Kyle Kuzma is saying that in his team's 21 and 26. But, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie probably shouldn't have said what he said either no matter how he felt about the the Wizards because his team is barely 500 and they've now lost seven out of their last nine games uh so it's I don't know man it's uh not good right now y'all not good uh we're trucking through it though uh we'll see how how they do in Phoenix you know maybe maybe footprint center uh, in phoenix maybe that will uh get luca's juices flowing and get the good vibes going again you know maybe it'll bring back the memories of the game seven and, and they can get something rolling here but i don't know it's kind of uh it's kind of hard to navigate right now we'll see what they do but uh guys look i appreciate you joining me for this one uh just before we jump off, I do want to run quickly through, you know, what happened on uh, Tuesday night in the NBA. The Pacers uh, defeated the Chicago Bulls 116-110. to 110. Uh, Both of those teams are under 500, but the Bulls are three games under. Pacers now just one game under. Uh, the Miami Heat defeated the Boston Celtics 98-95. Uh, The New York Knicks defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 105-103. The Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, defeated the New Orleans Pelicans uh, 99-98. Zion Williamson is going to miss at least another two weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, He's likely going to miss the Mavs' next matchup with the Pelicans. Um, Obviously, you had the Mavs-Wizards 127-126. The Phoenix Suns, who have won four in a row going into their matchup with the Mavs on Thursday night on TNT, beat the Hornets, uh, beat the brakes off the Hornets, 128-97. to And then you had the Battle of Los Angeles, uh, where the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Los Angeles Lakers, 
133 to 115. Uh, despite the loss, LeBron James, who is 38 years old in his 20th season, uh, continues to just be a marvel and you know defy Father Time, uh, even though his roster is not very good. Uh, even though the the team lost, it was not because of LeBron, who had 46 points on 16 of 29 shooting, 9 of 14 from 3, also had 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and a block in just 33 minutes of action. So uh, LeBron is still very much that dude. Uh, He kind of made his own bed with the roster situation he has going on right now, but uh, man, he is still very good at the the young age of of 38. So... um, that's everything that went on around the NBA on Tuesday, and I will be back tomorrow morning to give another brief update on you know, what went on on Wednesday night's NBA slate, as well as anything else that comes up uh, in, in the Mavs universe. So, guys, appreciate it. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, shoot me a follow over at... Uh, at Dalton underscore Trig on Twitter. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for a chance to uh, win future giveaways. If you go to my Twitter page and look at my pinned tweet, uh, I have a Luka Doncic City Edition jersey giveaway that's running through uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. So be sure to go check out that tweet. uh, Do the necessary, necessary thing. There's only like a couple things you got to do to uh, enter yourself for a chance to win that jersey. Be sure to do it because somebody, you know, one of my uh, lucky followers are going to end up getting uh, a free Luca jersey. So go check that out. Guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your week, a uh, great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.